In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that's actually excited that there isn't a pay-per-view today. Whoop, whoop. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm I'm good. I I've been uh, I spent the weekend celebrating female wrestler birthday weekend by having Big Macs because apparently there were lots of female wrestlers who had birthdays this weekend, and their way of celebrating is eating McDonald's, which is odd to me. But moving forward, <laughs> we also have also joining us up north, uh, JLB RCMP. What's going on, man? It goes, it goes, it goes. Can't complain, guys. I am here and ready to pod without talking about any kind of pay-per-view, because we have crimes this week. We actually have crimes. Actual, regular, old episode of WBU. It's kind of kind of weird. I almost forgot how to do that. It's almost nostalgic. Yes. Um, before we get into the show, I would like to remind everyone that Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatness Co. Podcast Network. Um, so once you're done listening to this episode and of course liking, sharing, and subscribing, head on over to tatnessco.com and check out the other shows on the network. Yeah. But we're going to go ahead and get into this and um, if if no one else wants to go first, I'll go ahead and go first. That's fine by me. Okay. So, uh, for crime number one, God damn it, AEW, why do you have to do this? Just when I feel like I'm I'm done defending you from being uh, the poor man's WWE, you know, and all the things people people throw at you, saying, "Oh, you're just trying to copy WWE. You're just signing former WWE talent and." And putting them on, you're just doing this and that and this and that. And I'm like, oh, I, I think I'm done defending. Look, they're doing unique stuff. They did Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker in an unsanctioned match at their main event and all this stuff. And then they gotta come along and they gotta announce that Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes are getting their own spin-off show, uh, the reality show. Uh, and I'm like, is, are, is this Cody the Miz Rhodes now? Is this what it is? Yep. Pretty much. God yeah. Damn it. Abs- Why do you abs- make their job so damn easy? The, the, the AEW haters just are going to eat this up, and I'm just like, why? I'm... Well, look, and they really don't care. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, it's a business. If you got to make money out of it, you're going to make money out of it. Cody has his show. He has already one other show on TBS. Put on another show. They obviously really like Cody Rose, Rhodes to do these things. So... <laughs> You know, why not? I don't see how it's going to be as entertaining as uh, Miz and Maurice, but I do see how it can be very enlightening, considering that it's a mixed marriage. Um, If they do it right and they get into conversations about how a mixed race relationship works and the struggles they have to actually have to go through being a mixed relationship and so on i think it can be very forthright and cool to see so not as much as a hater 
as you are, I guess. I I want to be honest. I don't hate the, the the concept of the show. I'm just I'm more just frustrated with the fact that we try so hard to to show how AEW is not just a poor man's WWE. How they do things different and all that stuff. And then they come along and do this. Now, I mean, you mentioned Cody's other show. I would like to point out that Miz also used to have another reality show. Yeah, that kind um, of very quickly, yeah. Yeah, it didn't last very long, I don't think. <laughs> um, and it was effectively, it was just Wipeout, really, is what it was. Yep. Which now um, John Cena is Which now John with. Cena hosts uh, Wipeout, yeah. Um, which, let's let's be honest, which would you rather watch? The Miz hosting a show like Wipeout or John Cena hosting a show like Wipeout? I know which one I'd rather watch, and it's John Cena. Um, nothing against Miz. Miz is great in the ring. Uh, he's great on the mic. He's great at what he does there. But he wasn't a compelling reality game show host. Oh he's, no! Okay. I didn't. I didn't buy him there. Um, and I, I to be honest, I haven't watched much of the Go Big Show because it's not my sort of thing. Um, it's at least slightly different than a Wipeout clone because it's really more of a America's Got Talent Extreme Edition clone. But uh, but it's still, it's like Miz did something. I mean, what what, what are they going to do? Uh, put out uh, Cody Rhodes starring in Navy SEAL 1 through 6. <laughs> I can see it. I love that idea. <laughs> I kind of like that idea, too. <laughs> oh, there have already been Navy SEAL movies, though. Back in the 80s and 90s was the Navy SEAL. So maybe maybe it's got to be a Coast Guard. Okay, first of all, we're in 2021. Hello, reboots. It's yeah, a thing. That, no, that's fine. I just think Cody Rhodes, the Coast Guardsman. Oh, you could, you could have him be like, like Cody Rhodes, the Submariner. <laughs> yeah, but then people would be like, oh, he's in Marvel, the Submariner? <laughs> no, no, Submariner. It's, it's a different word. It's got a different... <sighs> Never mind. <laughs> so... I think you're being a fickle bitch. That's what I think. I, I to be <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm actually not angry at Cody because, like you said, I mean his job is to make money. My my anger is more just knowing that the internet wrestling community is going to latch onto this, and they already have as to another way that AEW is just a copy. Um, and that's why I say it, it's. This isn't actually AEW's problem. This is the fans' problem, but we're anti-fans in this instance. Yeah, 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 the haters' problem. But it is AEW's problem for just making it so easy uh, for them to do. I mean, uh, yes, almost anything AEW does is going to be seen as a copy. But this is this was so easy. This was a softball to the haters and. And I just, I just got fucking made it too easy. This is, this is going to make our jobs unpleasant for a while. And by jobs, I mean the podcast that we don't make any money on. Ah, that job. <laughs> Those are the best jobs, you know, the ones you don't get paid for. Hashtag still not sponsored. Turks and Caicos, this is on you. Yeah. Yep. Don't think they care, guys. <laughs> well, they should. I know. Maybe, maybe what we need to do is post a post of our average listeners, and that we have a definite market, and then and then say that you know we're expecting several thousand dollars for. Yes, Turks and Caicos, you can sponsor us for only 
five thousand dollars a month with a six month guarantee contract. <laughs> Uh, we know for, what we got. Yeah, we we know how uh, important our podcast is and everything. We were the number one rated wrestling podcast in South Korea on January fourth. <laughs> number one rated, mostly. Number one rated for only one day. I'll take it. Yes, one day in South Korea. But if you want the South Korean wrestling fan. Who listens midweek, January fourth? <laughs> In January, you should sponsor us. That's us. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's my thing. Um, number one, I don't want to, I don't want to get into the political aspects of this, but I could give two shits less if they're in an interracial relationship, JLB. So, um, but again, I also could give two shits less that there's married wrestler stuff here at Ms. and Maurice and like I've never watched Ms. and Mrs. ever <laughs> I've never seen Total Bellas I did watch a segment of Total Bellas one time when Nikki and Brie were crying over John Cena's spilt milk or spilt other things relationship he spilled his relationship all over Anyway, <laughs> um, sound more dirty than it had to have been. Yeah, well, it was intended to. Um, anyway, I, I, I just okay, cool. I'm glad that wrestling is so pop culture that we can do television shows about it. That's what I'm glad about. Um, I'm glad that if you ask your wife to sit down and watch this with you, and she likes Real Housewives. She can watch Ms. and Mrs. Um, I do not believe Cody and Brandy are going to be that entertaining. Real Housewives level into entertaining in their personal lives. I simply don't know that they're that extravagant. Maybe I should say. And maybe um, they are. Maybe I'm wrong. The only thing that will come into uh, it that might tip it in one way or another, and I think this is what JLB was kind of focusing on, less about interracial marriage so much as her being the first black member of the Rhodes family. A I thought she was uh, Latino. Nope. Or Latina. I mean, I don't know. She <laughs> might have some uh, Latina in her, but she's mostly black. But but keeping in I mean, mind that matters again, I don't care. But <laughs> uh, keeping in mind that the um, the Rhodes family cut their teeth in the Southern United States in wrestling. Uh, and and I think and that's probably going to forty years ago. Like I just it just yeah. It leaves and a dirty taste in my mouth. And we know that I'm the conservative one, so you know why it leaves a dirty taste in my mouth. I'm just like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's profiteering, in my opinion. I just, if, if that's the route that they're going here, I just don't care. I, and I didn't, and I don't care to watch the show to begin with. Like, you're actors. I want to see you act, not reality. Mm. That's what you do. That's your profession. Um, right now, we don't get... <laughs> I think it would be more of a step for women if WWE had an agreement with what channel is Ms. and Mrs. on? Is that A and E? I thought it was on USA channel. Network, or is it an E? I thought it was on. I, that, I don't pay any attention. It really matter. Or Total Bellas, or whatever E. Yeah, um, I think it would be a larger step for women if they had a women's wrestling show. I think it would be a larger step for races if 
they actually didn't have to have the the only uh, problem I have race feuds like like it, I, I I've said it once and I've said it, I'll say it a million times. It seems like every time they have an opportunity to do black versus black, that's what they're doing. No ifs, ands, or buts. And it's like, who? Damn it! Go with what's 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 best in this situation. Like, I love Bobby Lashley versus versus Drew McIntyre. I would love Bobby Lashley versus Big E, but right now that doesn't sell, and they're on different brands because Big E's a mid Carter. I think eventually he'll be a main Carter. I think I, I think love. he's been yeah building it up. Um, I my only worry with them ever doing a women's wrestling show in either WWE or AEW. I think it happens. Uh, either way i think i think the worry of it happening is still there either way is that uh they would eventually move to women's wrestling exclusively on the women's show yeah and that would suck which would then effectively just segregate the women to the back burner to the b show and 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 it would likely be on nbc's third or fourth rated television station like it's not going to be on NBC's premium station. It's not going to be on Fox's premium stations. Um, it's going to be on E or any or whatever it's on. Um, I, I just I'd like to as good as Evolution in 2019, the best pay per view of the year, barring maybe WrestleMania. And I understand that that uh, AEW as a whole was not together, but barring WrestleMania and All In because it was that did happen that year. Um, that was domestically produced. So I am going to qualify that because of the G1 and all that. I understand. There's listeners out there who are better versed in this than I am. In 2019, the best pay-per-view of the year put on by WWE, barring WrestleMania, was Evolution. Mm-hmm. And they haven't done it since. So I don't... Uh, I would mark out for a WWE women's product. I would mark out because the, it. I've said it once and I'll say it a million times. The one thing AEW has going for them that is better than anything else in the in any other brand out there, AEW has the single best tag team division. No ifs, ands, or buts. The one thing that WWE has better than anybody else out there, they have the single best. They have two, possibly three of the best women's divisions. And the only reason that that became possibly is because of that wonderful one-time match on AEW. So yeah. hopefully that'll happen. Good job, Britt Baker. I love Britt Baker's character, by the way, right now. Yeah, Brit- that essentially was going to be my um, crime, uh, in a sense, to AEW. Telling for she needed to do it better. Didn't take 20 so, years for her to figure it out. So epic. I mean, this girl is obviously your star. We've kind of known that for a while now. But from the Thunder Rosa match to that epic promo... I, I think that is certainly going to be under promo of the year. Oh my gosh. And I am down to even say that now. I thought that was epic. She played it so well. Oh, and I just hope they don't lose that, you know, energy with her. They keep her going. Like, this girl deserves to be the champion. This this oh. someone that is your face of your company. No offense to... Uh, she cuts promos like Kenny, like like as good as Kenny's was this week, and that one was better because it was so fire to call out Mick Foley and say it took you 20 years to become hard hardcore icon. I did it in 15 minutes. With 
the same flannel jacket there kind of thing. <laughs> but anyway, back to what you're saying. Yes, I, I think you can convict them of that because they're going to look at every opportunity to make money the same way Vince does. And if somebody says, Cody and, and Brandy, we want them to do a show, I my hope is that it becomes more of what the behind the scenes of developing a wrestling promotion from ground up is because they're both so heavily involved in the business aspects. Yeah, that's about the only difference, really, is because unlike uh, Miz and Maurice, Cody and Brandy are both heavily involved behind the scenes, right? Yeah. Miz right. has no creative control whatsoever. He he does what he's told. And he's very good at doing what he's told, right? Yeah. Um, he's very, very good at it. And Maurice effectively isn't even a character anymore. Yeah, she's um, retired. Yeah. Um, so, so she just gets to play herself in this. Uh, but both Brandy and Cody are both actively involved in AEW's behind the scenes. Um, yeah, I think what makes Miz and Maurice, I, I guess I have watched the episode where they moved to Austin. I think what makes Miz and Maurice great is Maurice's mom. The, and I know you guys have never watched, but I watched yeah, that one episode. I was like, she's hilarious. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Crazy French Canadian lady. Yeah, from Quebec. Ooh, ooh. New who, who didn't have money and now does. So she's uh, she just you crazy, crazy Quebecians. <laughs> oh, Quebec, she, Quebec. she's a Looney Tune. It's funny, but that's that's besides the point. Um, I'm not gonna say what I hope the show is or isn't. I just I feel like the two individuals involved it'll land being something different than Ms. and Maurice. And I hope that the people who say, hey, this is just that being like WWE will realize this is not the same. I I personally hope those people who say, hey, this will be just like WWE, all shit the bet. That's what I hope. And, and look, at the same time, it's just to get a more wide and uh, a broader audience, okay? Because sure. if there's a lot of people that end up liking the show, guess what? Hey, you can also see them on AEW. You might get some people turn into their actual main product sort of thing, you know? So it will introduce people who like reality shows. And then there obviously is going to be some wrestling introduced into the reality show. And they'll be like, oh, hmm, that's interesting. It's just to widen their range of people they get to watch wrestling. That's all it is. It's a great marketing ploy. They're not copying anybody. If anything, WWE is copying everybody who has done it before them. So people who say, oh, they're just cop. No, they're not. WCW did it. WWE maybe copied WCW. You know, so not so much. WCW did a, did a... I was going to say, I don't remember that. <laughs> not so much a reality show, but I remember they had like... Uh, these stupid show-like segments that took forever and was really cheesy. I mean, they had by, Thunder by and that Paradise. Stand, by that standard, WWE was the first that did it with Vince's night uh, with his one uh, weekly show where he was a talk show host. Oh, which was really fun. was not as bad as people give it credit <laughs> saying it is. But no, I, I mean, thought that. you know, we can't forget Thunder and Paradise. I have to point that out. <laughs> was that a WCW produced show? Um, it was a Hulk Hogan produced show that came along because of WCW's deal, if I'm correct. WCW had the deal with Universal Pictures for Universal Studio, and part of that led to Hulk Hogan getting the deal. So it wasn't directly WCW produced, but it was in... <laughs> See, and I, if I remember right, from 83 weeks, um, I thought... I thought Hogan had to cancel that 
to be on 83 weeks or to be on on wcw um i mean it 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 only aired for about a year march 25th of 1994 to uh november 27th of 1994 so but if i'm correct it was it was partially because of um, the the agreement with um, Universal Studios that WCW did, uh, which because find, it was all filmed at Universal Studios, right? I find it hilarious that they were crime fighters on a boat. Yes, on a smart boat. Yeah. A, a boat that the inside was apparently freaking huge. You remember that, right? On the outside, it looked like a regular speedboat sort of a thing, right? Maybe a little bit big. And then they would go inside, and it was like a giant room with control <laughs> panels and, and giant monitors and stuff. And you're just like, how the fuck did they fit all that in there? Uh, magic. Duh. Anyway. That's what she said. What? Here's the deal. Bad shows come along all the time. Some of them even make it. Some of them survive. Um... Hopefully this is a good show. <laughs> so I, I do have to touch on one thing because we mentioned the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker segment, um, which we've mentioned before, but I found out a statistic about it that um, I think is very important to highlight. Over 60,000 people switched from NXT to AEW to watch that episode, that's, that segment just wow. during that. That's, yeah, that's that really, I blame them. It's really important to, to understand that i mean that shows right there that there is overlap between the nxt fan and the AEW fan it's not going to be 100 overlap but when nxt moves to tuesdays like it's heavily rumored they're going to announce here soon because you know um it's effectively only in three weeks that they're going to be doing it reportedly um that's going to free up those people on wednesday to potentially watch AEW. now not all 600 plus thousand or 700,000 people who watch NXT, are, not all of them are going to turn on AEW. Instead, on Wednesday, there are going to be some WWE loyalists, right? But the fact that 60,000 people felt it was okay to switch away from NXT, um, NXT's main event, to watch uh, the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match two weeks ago, that that is an important thing to keep in mind. Um, that to me implies that AEW will probably likely see. I'm gonna say a hundred to two hundred thousand viewer jump. Well, I mean, that. is it is it a specialty channel, or are they generally in the default packages, USA Network and uh, TBS? Uh, TNT is is one of the heavily available. USA Network beats it slightly in market, but not by a huge margin. Um, okay, so generally people would have both. Uh, yeah, most people would have both. And so, uh, but I'm, I'm just thinking that, I because I want to say it's like uh, USA Network is in 75 million households and TNT is in like 73 or something like that. So oh. it's, it's pretty close um, overlap there, comparison. I can um, sense you're trying to Google. Well, no, I'm actually Googling uh, the main event from NXT the same night as the Thunder Rosa one. Uh, so the main event would have been, uh, that would have been, come on, stupid thing. Um, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch versus Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. God, it was a good match. A good match featuring two of their biggest stars and their, at the time, tag champion. Um, 
That's that, and enough people turned away from that to watch. Well, we know what it is when people when when they throw the champion with a challenger for the tag titles and stuff like that. We know that storyline. We know that storyline, even if that's not the storyline they tell. We still know that storyline. So, but so that's why I think that there's enough overlap because here's the deal: the NXT fans. The, the diehard NXT fans who turn it every Wednesday for it are typically different than the diehard WWE, right? Uh, the the old WWE fans, the, the diehard WWE fans, tend to be uh, bigger into the entertainment part of sports entertainment, whereas the NXT fans tend to be a lot more into the sports and wrestling side of, of WWE, right? Sure. And that's where they overlap with the AEW fan. Are the ratings the same? Like WWE tries to be 14, AEW. Um, in in terms of like like viewer ratings, I don't know if NXT does TVMA uh, for certain. Um, I would bet they still try to be TV, TV PG, whereas AEW definitely does TVMA. Um, but but in terms of demographic, they're aimed at the same demo. They're aimed at the same market. Um, and, and like I said, I'm I'm not saying all six to seven hundred thousand NXT fans are gonna start watching AEW on Wednesday, but I do think there's probably a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand that will. I think we're gonna see that sort of a, a, a spike, which then ends up putting AEW pretty consistently right in that about a million people uh, category, right? Um, I also think there's a fair amount of AEW fans, probably somewhere around the same number, 100 to 200,000, that are going to start watching NXT on Tuesday. Uh, because I think there's probably about that many that DVR NXT and watch it later, right? Sure. So I, I think both sides will see their numbers probably spike by 100 to 200,000 uh, for it. Uh, I also think Impact Wrestling was smart to move back to Thursdays. Because I love you, Impact, but no one is going to shoot you over NXT. Yeah, I mean, I, I can watch. So so the hierarchy as it sits right now, based on ratings, is Raw SmackDown battling it out for the top, AEW, NXT right behind that. Impact is so far back from that. And yes, it is rising because of AEW, but at the end of the day... Smart move to move to Thursdays and and not have the challenge. WWE's done that. WCW had done that. Um, truth be told, I think AEW did it because they were originally shooting for Tuesdays from from the the stories we got, and then they switched to Wednesdays because they thought Wednesday was going to be a better viewing night based on on NXT's numbers versus Impact's numbers. Well, so and I think a lot of that also came down niche. to to uh, basketball. Yes, and NBA basketball, yes. NBA uh, had that. Anyways, that's what I just wanted to specifically point out, you know, how many people that... I mean, we talk about how good that Thunder Rosa-Britt Baker match was, but it's important to note how big of a spike that caused for AEW. Um, and I'm, I know Tony Khan heard it and i think that's why you saw Britt baker have another um spotlight this week in in her uh interview and and kind of grabbing that brass ring and and running with it a little bit more um so i just like i say 
I go after AEW with this cry, but it's really towards the internet haters um, for how quickly I know they're going to jump on that and be like, just low-hanging fruit. But let's go ahead and move on. What sort of crimes do you guys got? So I'm going to go with a crime on either WWE themselves or perhaps Bray Wyatt um, for having such a random mask for the fiend well i'm not maybe not so upset with the mask but it certainly could have been a heck of a lot more creepier and then the actual uniform itself being so lame like it's gotten worse technically from what he looked like before i get it you're trying to do the whole burned he's burnt and so on and so forth which to me still doesn't really make sense because randy orton's completely fine now and uh the fiend is all burnt up and he's supposed to be like a demon of some sorts. <sighs> but I blame WWE slash Bray Wyatt slash the costume designer slash not buying a legit mask from a known horror movie picture. You, thing. you say that, but those masks are created by Tom Savini, who is the mastermind behind a lot of Hollywood masks. Yes, um, but including but the band. That specific one? Yeah. But that specific one, the burnt one? Yeah, you did them all. Oh, well, then, I don't know. Tom fell off when he made that one because his other mask was good. The original Fiend mask. The but... thing with this one is it doesn't pop on screen. It really just looks like a, a ball of brown, you know? <laughs> right. I, like, you can't spot details. And I know it's supposed to look like like burnt skin and the burnt mask and all of that stuff, but, like, it really just looks like a mush ball of brown. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, you don't have fans yet, so if you really wanted to pay attention to the details and or even affect it up a little, you absolutely could have done that. You know what I mean? When The Fiend came out. Could have made it a whole thing, add some effects here so it looks even more gruesome and perfect. But I don't know. To me now, The Fiend just kind of got lamer <laughs> because of his new look now. Like, it's a mix between some really bad horror movie from, like, the 80s. I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it. I On wasn't... the bright side, they didn't take his mask off of him and have him have a little bunch of hair in the back and some have him have a little bit of paint. Black on his face. Yeah. (laughs) And they haven't had him for like years uh, build up as as a burn victim and then have him for a while use a a voice box uh, to talk. Um, You know, they. They How didn't did he do get all his that. voice back? That is so interesting. Did they ever explain that? How Kane got his voice back? I think the whole thing was it was all psychological from the beginning. That he'd never even lost his voice. He just thought he needed the voice box. Oh. I think literally that's the storyline. Is that the scars were all in his mind. Oh. Okay. Fair. Maybe we'll find out during his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Which we will talk more about. Uh, just spoiler for the commendation segment. We'll talk more about that on commendation. But but yeah, no, I mean, I I, I completely ahead. agree with you on the fiend mask. Um, I think it would have been more if you're gonna go with supernatural. I think it's more effective to have him be uninjured by it. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
know. And why is his eyes hole? His eye mask hole is so much bigger now. And like I can see parts of his skin, but it's kind of like a little burnt up. But I'm like, that's really lame. Why did you make his eyes even bigger now? Though? I I think the the story they're trying to tell is that his mask melted. Right. His face. So now you're seeing his face under his mask because because it was always supposed to be a mask, right? <clears throat> it was yeah. a mask that symbolized his difference between the Firefly Funhouse Bray and the Fiend. It was a mask. Um, and now the mask got burnt and had melted down, and now you're seeing the face behind it. But I, this is one of those situations where, like, part of my brain is like, see, I told you. Because going back to the beginning of the Alexa Bliss and Fiend thing, I, I talked about how I didn't like the way it was headed. And they didn't head exactly the way I thought they were going to. But it's still, they were able to build it up for a while, and it became a relatively compelling storyline. And then they just fucking garbage it and do this shit. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the Fiend as a character is just the um, WWE is going to fuck it up gift that just keeps giving. And, and testament to, to Wyndham Rotunda. Like, seriously, good job, because you continue to pull off. Every character he's done, with the exception of Husky Harris, he's done well. Every single one. He is he is the character version of Daniel Bryan. The fans want to see his character more. The fans enjoy his character. The fans want to see his character win. And WWE continues to fuck it up. Yeah, I'd agree with that. This was his brainchild, and, you know, the guy could only do so much. I think the first year, first year and a half of when he was the Fiend, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe he, it's, this is still... That was mostly, that was mostly the Firefly Funhouse stuff, that that first year. It was nine months without him wrestling. And that was all Wyatt. But this could still be Wyatt, too, though. I'm sure he still has the same creative control as he did back then. So... I don't know if we can blame WWE for completely messing it up either. Vince loves Wyatt's ideas. Yeah, the thing is, I don't know if he ever had as much creative control as they kind of played it off as. And I do think that they're letting him have less creative control now. I I think they see the backlash to the um, Hell in a Cell match and the backlash to some of the other matches as partially his fault. And therefore... I think they're exhibiting more control over it now than they used to. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, so because of that, um, this I think some of this is not his idea. I think it's it's now on WWE Creative I mean, doing a lot. We of have to face the facts that Bruce Richard still likes the idea of uh, brother love. Yeah. Bruce, let me say that again. Bruce Richard still likes the idea of his failed manager gimmick. <laughs> Right. 30 years later there's oh. a problem there there's just a problem there there's a problem in their understanding of gimmick it failed in two in 1987 it failed for its probably three months stint in 95 during the worst year of wwe in history and i still enjoyed that year because it's when i really started watching um it failed in numerous places and Bruce Pritchard still likes to try and bring that back. I love you. Stop it, Bruce. Well, I partially blame the fans for that. The fans who continue to pop for it on every nostalgia episode 
of WWE when he comes out and they go, yeah, why? Yeah, why are why the are part we that I get excited him? about is Bruce Pritchard. Like you are an icon in this sport. This is your failure. Please stop bringing it back or bring it back and do it well, which means it has to be you have to be a manager as long as Heyman is. Yeah, but gimmick managers just don't work anymore. Managers need to be people who help you, people who negotiate contracts, stuff like that. Uh, it, it, unfortunately, the, the the age of the gimmick is slowly but surely dying. That could be WWE's fault. Um, it takes a very extravagant gimmick to work. Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda has done it three times and done well with it. If you count the Fiend separate from Firefly Funhouse, there's something to be said for that. So that's true. Yeah. And four, if you count him separate from the Wyatt family and together with the Wyatt family. So yeah, I like this is one of those things I just no longer know and maybe don't even care anymore where they're going with this storyline. Um, like at one point I thought, okay, they're gonna build up to supernatural control. Bray Wyatt's gonna start taking control of Randy Orton. Randy Orton's now gonna become, you know, I mean, maybe that's what they're doing. That that uh, with Alexa now under the Fiend's control, slowly Bray, uh, Randy's gonna be under the control, and there's gonna be some more people, and he's gonna uh, get his little zombie army. But I don't think yeah, that's that, what they're doing anymore, and I don't, I don't know if I care anymore. That that's always gonna revolt result in a revolt a little army like that like that doesn't work um i don't know i i don't know what they're doing you're right the mask sucks the mask sucks you cannot be supernatural and be affected by fire like i have supernatural control over fire but i was burned my face is now mutilated from the burns what (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know I just, I mean, I'm happy that he finally came back. I mean, we don't have to go with this Alexa and Randy Orton thing over again. I was bitching about that. Uh, I was bitching about that a few weeks ago. But I mean, then you give me the fiend looking all kind of stupid. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do now? Oh, they're going to fight at WrestleMania. Like, all right. I knew this already. Didn't he just lose to his female tiny 27 pound lackey i mean technically yes, I understand. yes yeah i understand that the fiend is the one who executed the maneuver that by the way randy orton has kicked out of before yeah a randy orton's kicked out of before <laughs> b it was not a no dq match so that should have been a dq yes and, and therefore would have been okay because yeah. that's not their goal. Their goal isn't to win matches. Their goal is to cause chaos. Yes. Which I guess maybe that is chaos. Uh, I'm so scared of him. I'll count the pin. I, I I'm mostly just bitching about it because I I lost a point in the fantasy league uh, <laughs> because because I predicted it to be the fiend comes back and attacks Randy Orton and therefore Randy Orton gets the DQ victory. Um, and because the fucking ref doesn't know how to do his damn job, um, I lost that point. Thanks, ref. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's a valid point, though. Should have been disqualified, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> oh, yes. But, yeah, that's what I'm going with. I am I'm, curious. I'm all for pursuing those charges, though. Yes. For, like, and Mr. Sweeney, uh, Hollywood mask maker guy, um, I don't know. You you know it's WWE as well. 
Uh, maybe it's a camera thing, though. Maybe the, uh, we should blame the camera guys. Maybe the mask does look super cooler than I. I think the mask probably looks super cool in person, but it's the way it's designed doesn't play on camera. Um, and that's and that's a problem amongst all of them. And even Tom Savini's not. I mean, he's a brilliant uh, Hollywood special effects guy and mask maker, uh, but it, it in the end these things have to play on camera and it just looks like a ball of mush right um and that's where the problem comes you know it's just like if if it doesn't play on screen then it's not a good mask as good as he is at making prosthetics and everything because i mean here's the deal he made uh the prosthetics for dawn of the dead day of the dead monkey shines uh, did a lot of special effects makeup for Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, you know. Oh, he's, he knows his shit. Yeah, he knows sure. his shit. Um, but this does not play off on on screen. Yeah, And, and that's what I mean. He also <laughs> briefly means... took part in the 2010 revival of Memphis Wrestling. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah. I know. Anyways. All right. So, moving on. I Crime have, number three. I have... I actually have two. Unfortunately, I, I feel like there's two felonies to to go after here. One is a um, is a business related one. Uh, the other is a booking related one. I'm gonna start with the business related one because I think that we all agree on this. Um, this transition to Peacock sucks. Oh yeah. Today they released, or this weekend they released, Beth Phoenix uh, Icon. Uh, on the Icon series. Um, she's the second episode in the Icon series of a show we're not going to be able to watch in three days. They just buried Beth Phoenix Icon story. That pisses me off. Like, um, I, I know that I know that Smarks has gotten a little perturbed by the concept that, that down the line we're going to have or that it's going to be almost six months before we can pause. Yeah. And stream live again, or rewind, or fast forward. Uh, my my pissed offness comes from the library. Uh, I, I don't understand how you can be okay with losing your library, not losing it. I don't understand how how you don't choose to reroute your servers for a short while, especially domestically. Like this is only a domestic move in the U.S. So I like I said, I'm I sure that's from the U.S. 100%. Just reroute. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's actually more of file incompatibility. I'm sure that that it's impossible to 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 authenticate and reroute and file uh, compatible all of that stuff. I, I I'm sure it's technical. That being said, they did not need to do the switch this fast. No, no, they right? That's it. Um, I mean, build it properly. Yeah, take the time to build it properly and say, hey, starting this fall. WWE Network will be on Peacock um, exclusively. During that time, you can do either or. Um, and and you can do your live pay-per-views on Peacock <laughs> temporarily, you know, and then as Peacock picks stuff up and, you know, you're going to get to a point where you go, okay, it's not worth it to stay on the network when I can get it cheaper on Peacock. And that's going to happen around SummerSlam, maybe in July. Um, you know, maybe it is it Bash at the Beach that they have now for NXT? Whatever, whatever uh, they, they stole continue from... to call it that, yeah. <laughs> whatever they stole from WCW that they put on NXT, <laughs> you know, um, all of this, not stole, they bought from WCW. 
um, for $4.2 million. So stupid. Anyway, um, all of that that they could have done, they could have made these slow, this much slower transition to that. Um, and they didn't. And I, I find that silly to me. So, yeah, I, um, I will still point out, in, even in that situation, it is absolutely unforgivable to not have pause, rewind, and fast forward on live events. Absolutely. I find it absolutely unforgivable that WrestleMania is two weeks away today, and the, sh- the network that I watch tonight will not exist for that. Mm-hmm. By the way, that that Beth Icon series, fantastic. Just so you guys know. Oh, I'm sure it is. I, it, the, the, it's just it's unforgivable these mistakes, in my opinion. Like WWE Network had its share of hiccups in the early days, and even since then. But it's had. We don't even have answers. We for we don't him. even have answers about like. What's going to happen with Broken School Sessions? Is that going to be immediately available on Peacock and not available on the network? Is the next... There are some very, very, very heavily followed shows on television shows on the network, documentaries on the network that get made once a month or every couple of weeks or whatever it may be. We don't know how we're going to watch the next ones. Well, I mean, they they haven't been really 100% clear on it, but they have intimated at least that all currently airing new episodes of things will be on Peacock. Okay. Um, so Broken Skull theoretically is going to be on Peacock from now on. Right. But um, are you only going to be able to watch it streaming like whenever it's on? Or are you going to be able to do it on demand? Uh, I'm assuming on demand. They they do a lot of it on demand. But back episode Again, might not be on lost. <laughs> and yep. and uh you know, so many things are going to be lost in this shakeup for no reason. They they literally could have done it longer, or at like I said, at the very least, have more overlap, right? Because here's the thing: um, April fifteenth, if I'm remembering correctly, is the date that WWE Network in the U.S. ceases to be gone. Snap. In other places, it's still going to be accessible, but you try to go to it in, in the United States, Ooh. no. You have to be go to Peacock for, but all of the back stuff, all of the back catalog that WWE Network has spent five years adding and 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 everything. You know, I mean, it's only been about a year since they started having episodes of Thunder on the WWE Network, right? Yeah, they've owned those episodes. They've been in their catalog since 2001, and it's only been in the last year that they've had them on the network. And now, on April 15th, we won't be able to watch them again until sometime later in the year, theoretically SummerSlam time. But who knows? Yeah. And that's that's where it gets into the unforgivable territory. But like I say, pause and rewind. That's, that's fucking rookie shit is what it is. That's like, that stuff that, that even YouTube had on its live things from day one, right? That's uh, uh, Paramount Network's gonna have them on day one. Everything that's ever, like, you can pause and rewind on BR Live or Fight TV live streams, right? It's fucking rookie shit. And Peacock, 
owned by one of the largest networks in America can't fucking figure it out. Yeah, I don't even get what the issue would be. They go, it'll come later in the year. Why? Tell me why. Give, give me a in Sorry, you said tell me why, and I have to do it. This is a heartache. <laughs> it's all Ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why. I, I never want to hear you say Get that it I want it that way. <laughs> no. And what way I, is it that you want it with pause and rewind? Is that right? Yes. Pause <laughs> and rewind. Like, I could have probably been fine with some of the other stuff taking time. Like, I wasn't going to come at them for not having all of the back uh, catalog. Uh, until I found out about this fucking missing pause and rewind, and I go, what the hell? This just shows that they don't, I mean, that they don't know what they're doing. And this is NBC. They, they've had live sports on NBC since the dawn of fucking television. And DVRs yeah, have been literally. around 20 years. <laughs> well, and, and so what you really <laughs> need is TiVo for Peacock. Yeah, you have to you have to buy a recording service for your internet-based service of television. It makes sense somewhere in there. It's crazy though how because I couldn't even imagine. I don't know if I even use it that much, but at the same time, I couldn't imagine not having a pause and rewind. For live events, pause is is the thing that keeps them relevant now, because especially when you're talking about. WWE live events that can be five hours long in the courts of WrestleMania, right? Seven hours in previous years, right? You have to be able to pause it just so you can run to the restroom. Hell, fucking uh, HBO Max knew they had to have pause for the Justice League Snyder Cut because it's four hours long. Um, Three hours and 54 minutes to be exact. I'm, I'm counting the credits and shit. <laughs> Um, anyway, but, but the, so they have because it's seven hour long WrestleMania. I don't want to miss shit if I if I don't have to. So pause it to run to the bathroom, run to the kitchen and get some refill on your beverage and 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 some food and then come back and press play. And then when they do one of their stupid recap montages, you can fast forward to get caught up. <laughs> yeah, this is I, this is elementary. This is kindergarten shit. I sincerely, sincerely though, my biggest thing on this is you're choking out shows you're just releasing. Like you're, you're, you, you, you just shit on Beth Phoenix again. <laughs> like she had to be the queen of the, she had to be the only real wrestler in a diva era. Like just yeah, stop. You're like, are you sure that's not on Peacock though? Cause that is new. So that might already be on Peacock. Well, maybe. Let's hope so. Because I feel like I anything know. new that's coming out will be I'm there for sure. I'm holding on to the network until they kick me off of it. Fair. And then I'm getting a VPN and pretending I'm in South Korea. Where we were the number one <laughs> wrestling podcast <laughs> on January 4th. In... And first of all, why would you just be pretend to be like me, Canadian? No, no. Okay. Is, is that a legitimate question? Yeah, why don't you just be Canadian? Just Why would anybody want to be you? Because it's a glorious time to be alive when you're... Because you're JLB and you're... <laughs> 
not the host of your own reality series. I should be. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's so okay. my second crime, and I don't typically try to do two felonies, but I think these are both glaring right now. And again, this goes against WWE. It's not network related. I know we've had this conversation before, but this one in particular pisses me off because I love this wrestler. I truly, truly love this wrestler. Like, like if I truly thought I could have a relationship with a woman that was that was 16 years younger than me and a female wrestler and, you know, was in as good a shape as this person is and she would have any interest at all in an old, gross guy, um, that's how much I love this wrestler. No, I'm not stalking you. Um, but I'm just telling you, I think you're the greatest wrestler in all of women's wrestling right now. And I still don't think you should get a WrestleMania title shot because you haven't done a damn thing for nine freaking months. Rhea Ripley, I do not understand how you get a title shot at WrestleMania for the life of me. Stop booking. I want a title shot. So I get a title shot. Yeah, uh, that, that's how she got the title shot is she just asked for it because apparently that's all you got to do. Well, yes. Yeah. That's how... Stop that, it. That's everything, though. That's been raw for the past, like, six months. Oh, I, I want a title shot tonight. Okay. You know, like... I mean, but, but again, there's... You know, the funny part is, at least with the others, it was somebody who wrestled recently. At least, even even with, um, oh, the person who wrestled Oscar just before that, uh, 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 um, what is her name? Uh, half of the Iconics, not Billy Kay, Peyton Royce. Um, even with Peyton Royce, there was something on television before that, a couple times, two, three, four times. Rhea hasn't been on TV in 2021 except for the Royal Rumble yeah that's it and then before that it was like August and I agree with you but at the same time who would you put in her place right the whole Charlotte Flair thing happened she has COVID build a fucking story yeah you have three weeks They, they knew they were doing something with Rhea for well how long have they been running vignettes four or five six weeks something like that well i think she was only coming in mania i think that is probably what their plan was going to be yeah i think they're planning on doing a a triple threat because charlotte's out of uh, quarantine now no no no. charlotte apparently won't be on wrestlemania well that's at least according to flair uh yes and no rick flair said in his thing wrestlemania wouldn't be the same without you which people are saying uh is him admitting that she won't be there for wrestlemania but it's still too far out she will it, she very easily could be quarantined depending on how her recovery her quarantine was her her 14 days or her 10 days sorry ended on thursday of this week well but here's the other that quarantine is only based on exposure to but she tested positive which means it's not just quarantine she now has to test negative multiple times okay but okay, but here's this: it's it's still entirely plausible that she's back for WrestleMania. Um, yes, and my, she my point is, get involved in that match. They they obviously were planning on Rhea Ripley for WrestleMania, right? And and I think regardless whether they were planning on being a triple threat or or a singles match, one way or another, DA Fabe is right. You build a story out of it. You don't just have her come out and say, "I want a title shot," and they go, "Oh, okay, here you go." You built a story of her coming out and, and uh, you know, uh, 
Asuka going on her rampage against Shayna Baszler and everything. And uh, then out of nowhere, Rhea Ripley shows up and riptides her um, and just is a badass, right? I mean, basically, you do the things that you should have done with Shayna Baszler to Rhea Ripley. You have yeah. her come out and be a fucking or badass. you have freaking Shayna Baszler take on Asuka. Like, why aren't they giving Shayna a shot? Oh, pisses me but off. Regardless, they're not. They're, not only are they not giving somebody who had had started building a, a story there the shot, they're also giving somebody who hasn't built any story at all here a shot. And I understand that this is... I, I can I can write this story in advance. Rhea gets her her um, face versus face match, and then it's super tweener. It's 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 mean, evil bitch who comes along and is likable by the fans, but she does heal heal tactic shit or attacks people heal heelishly. She doesn't. I don't think she uses heal tactics in the matches, but I, she attacks them heelishly. If that makes sense, you know, like I'm gonna come in during your match and I'm gonna beat the crap out of you, and then I'm gonna leave, like wreck everyone and leave type. I, I can build that storyline. That's the problem. Is you had three weeks. It wasn't like it was. It's not like this. This announcement happened. We didn't know Charlotte was was sick, or she didn't test positive until after Easter. Um, we knew a week before that, and it's not like we didn't know Rhea was coming to to coming down to Raw from NXT. Um, I think I'm going to refer to it that way from now on. Coming down to Raw from NXT, um, we've known that for a while. We've had vignettes. We've had conversations about it. Instead, what we got was that. I'm here. I'd like to fight you for the title at the biggest show of the year. Okay, you can have your title (laughs) shot. (laughs) I feel like like they've been doing that since uh, Becky gave the title to Oscar. (laughs) Uh, I think I I will play slight devil's advocate on one thing. Um, I think based on COVID, they they decided they had to adjust their way of having debut. Um, the debut when you've got a crowd, the best debuts are surprise debut, right? Sure. Because uh, you get that crowd pop of oh my god, what? Or unknown vignettes. Mm-hmm. You know the the Y2J countdown, the the gold yes. dust, and then the, the surprise pop because he shows up. Yeah, the surprise pop when someone shows up, right at the end. Right. Uh, yep. But with COVID and not having crowds, I think their decision was whether it was right or wrong. Their decision was we need to hype up debuts now. So instead of say instead of having Rhea Ripley just show up one week and attack Asuka and build a storyline, they decided they needed to build up for three weeks. Rhea Ripley's coming to Raw. Rhea Ripley's coming to Raw because they don't have that in-person pop to fall back on. Uh, is that the right way to do it? Fuck no, it's not. Um, the in-person pop or not, the surprise debut is still the way to do it. You know, the funny thing is you can still build a story. So two days later on NXT, they had Tommaso Ciampa challenge Walter. Mm-hmm. And that build was better than the Rhea build. Mm-hmm. That build made more sense because of the character that Tommaso Ciampa is, has built up as, I like Goldie. I said that you intrigue me. That intrigues me. I would, I, I, I was like, yes, Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa. You have two similar yet 
entirely different styles, that's going to be a great match. And they built it almost immediately. This happy, oh, I'm happy to, I, I, I want to fight you because you're you. No, I want to fight you because you have that. Like, if it's going to be for a title, it needs to be about the title. That's that you don't have to have ever if you'd be about a title. That's there. It's it's two synonymous problems that sound like they're complaining about each other, but they're not. When you want a title, it's about a title. When you're pissed off about somebody, it doesn't have to be about a title. Right. Which the only one they've done well with that is is Bray versus Randy. Oh my God! I just said that was a good storyline. Oh. Um, you shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. But you can you can make those feuds occur without having to have it be about a title. And when it is about a title, you don't just you don't have a person that you called up that we the last time we saw was in January, and now it's the end of March. So it's been two months since we saw them, and it's been. Um, it's been, I think it's been eight or nine months since a singles match, since there was a singles match for Rhea. That is not a justified title shot. And I don't give... Oh, JLB, you're going to love me for this one. Smarks, you're going to hate me for this one. I don't give a fuck if it's Naomi. At least there's a reason for the build because she's had matches. <laughs> nope. Somebody should have come out and said, hold up, wait a second. How the bleep do you get a title match? You haven't done anything. Yeah, you were dominant in the Royal Rumble, but you didn't win it. Exactly. You know? Like, that's how you, you wanted a shot at Mania? And and you could have had her cut vignettes. I don't know how I'm going to get to WrestleMania. I don't know how I'm going to get to WrestleMania. I don't know how I'm going to get to WrestleMania. Shit, we've seen that. It's been done a dozen times. Why can't we do that again? It's been done with HBK. It's been done with uh, John Cena. I want my I, God, I gotta have my WrestleMania moment. I, I want I, and Rhea's perfect for it because I I got a taste of it last year. I, I have an addiction. I want WrestleMania. That's what I want. I want WrestleMania. Maybe I should challenge the Undertaker. No, he's not gonna do him. Okay, I, I want WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, like hell, her challenging okay. the Undertaker would have made more sense. <laughs> it really would have. It would have been hey, I want to. The wanna, only thing I can say is I at least give. WWE some credit for keeping Rhea Ripley's look the same. Yes. Because well, I was really concerned that they were going to change her look. I give them, I give them some credit. And for the only thing I'm going to give them massive credit for is they legitimately chose the best wrestler. They just didn't put it together. It's going to be no. a good match. Like, I don't think none of us are complaining about how the match is going to be. Because that match is going to, should be phenomenal. Yes. The, sure. the, the problem lies in the build again i know that i know that that our our fans that are more AEW fans than they are uh, wwe fans are going well that's that's i mean okay who cares you know it's gonna be a great match that's what you want right no i i want it all i'm i'm like <laughs> i Mer- want it all <laughs> <laughs> I want it. Um, no, here's the thing. AEW fans, I think a lot of them will still understand it from this standpoint. Uh, AEW has, has spent over a year building up the Kenny versus uh, um, Moxley before they finally did that. AEW has spent over a year building up the eventual Kenny versus Hangman Page uh, matches that happen. Um, yeah. AEW actually does a lot of long-term booking. And sometimes it comes back to bite them when they start to do long-term booking and someone goes out with an injury. Um, or a pregnancy. 
because uh, they were building a long-term storyline with uh, Jade Cargill and Brandy Rhodes. And then um, she, oh, wait, I'm pregnant. Okay, well, then uh, Red Velvet gets to step in. Um, so it happens and everything, but they have built storylines out of things, you know? Jade Cargill didn't come in and immediately get a shot at the title. She's she's working her way up through the roster, and eventually she'll probably get a shot. Um, but it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, no, I mean, I 100% get it. And like I say, we're all Rhea Ripley fans. We all think Rhea Ripley's awesome. Um, and I'm glad that they kept her the way she was. They didn't change her character. Uh, at least didn't change her look and character yet. Um, right. However... This is WWE, and I think in the times of COVID, they just feel like, well, we we gotta we gotta do these debuts with a lot of pomp and circumstance coming to them, and then all that. And I just think I think they messed it up. But you know, what can you do? I mean, we've said before, Shayna Baszler should be after the championship. Shayna Baszler should be just running rampant in singles division, right? Uh, I'm legitimately scared of Shayna Baszler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she she has that presence. She looks mean. She looks scary. Um, she looks like she is going to break your arm. And uh, they need to capitalize on it. Instead of having her be in a mismatched comedy uh, tag team dupe. <laughs> with someone who who I'm not scared of, except for the fact that she legitimately injures me. Yeah, Naya, I don't know what you're doing in wrestling. You're lucky Vince likes big women, but... You're lucky uh, Vince likes Anna White relatives. Oh, or that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I stand on guilty with them um, messing up the Rhea Ripley debut and um, not putting any build into it, so I'm down with that. Sorry for taking two. I, I didn't intend to it is totally fine we will move on to misdemeanors i just have a couple uh first i'm putting another misdemeanor on uh the the docket for injuries um for john silver dislocating his shoulder and hopefully not needing surgery but maybe needing surgery and being out for a, at least six weeks now it looks like um he had a, a really good match uh last week on dynamite against darby allen uh and i mean potentially one of those matches that could have set him up for a very good uh fan favorite run and it gets derailed i I think he'll continue to be a character on TV for a while um, and hopefully it won't derail it too much, but god damn it injuries, stay yeah. away um, and then my second misdemeanor is for someone we've talked about a lot here but uh, news came out this week that, because we've talked a lot about uh, uh, shows spin, spun off from WWE uh, news came out this week that uh, Charlotte Flair is going to be starring in a TV show remake of the Walking Tall series. Oh, I thought it was a movie. It's a TV show. It's going to be a show, a, a, maybe a oh. limited series, but still a show. Um, and uh, that gets a misdemeanor because I don't think Charlotte's the right person for the role. I yeah, don't. That'd be more picky. I I don't I don't at the moment 
think Charlotte has the acting chops for for it. Has she been in anything? Uh, nothing, nothing serious as far as I know. Um, but but Charlotte cuts a promo. Charlotte's best promos are the ones that she cut that are remakes of what her dad's done for. And the thing is, thirty-five years in front of her. I don't think her dad has the acting chops for a serious. No, no. Right. The 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 promos he cut, the fire promos he cut, and that she cuts are, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. I am the best professional wrestler. Yep. I'm the queen. Um, woo! Come get some. You can't beat me. I'm better than you. Yeah. Yeah. And and here's the deal. the walking doll, especially when you look at like the Dwayne Johnson one, the Rock one. Um, there's humor in it, but the main character is not the humor. Like in the Rock one, Johnny Knoxville was the humor. Dwayne Johnson, well, the Rock and character, his face Stifler there. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was Sean William Scott that was the humor. Johnny no, Knoxville Scott, wasn't in the show. Sean William Scott was in the Rundown with the Rock. Uh, Johnny snap. Knoxville was uh, in the Hall with the Rock. Oh. Don't come at me with my Rock movie knowledge, bro. <laughs> um, uh, Johnny Knoxville was that he was the recovering addict, a friend of the Rock's character, who is the who is the comedic relief of it. The Rock didn't deliver jokes in it. It was a serious acting role for the most part. And yeah, it's kind of over the top and all that stuff. But I just don't know if if Charlotte has the chops to do that role. Um, I don't know if Becky does either, but Becky, in my mind, would have been probably a better fit. I think the problem with Becky is she's uh, got a little bit too much of an an Irish lilt. uh, The character is supposed to be um, good old American, you know, sort of. um, I don't know who else in WWE necessarily does. I don't know. Shayna Baszler, maybe, but Shayna Baszler might be too mean to be like a, a Tuxin cop and like I don't know <laughs> I don't see I see Shana being the villain more than the the lead actor good person <laughs> but that's the I don't know who, but I I know that if I were casting it Charlotte would not be on my I mean the only reason Charlotte would be on any list is air quotes star power right um, well, look, I mean, the only thing she's been on was Punky Brewster, which is a t- series, and she was on, like, one episode, but as herself, so that doesn't even count. Well, it doesn't uh, count, A, because I don't think it's even aired yet, because Punky Brewster is a new show that just is about to start airing. Oh, okay. Well, then that seemingly is the only show that I'm seeing on IMDb, so, um, aside from wrestling, of course. Um, yeah, so... I don't know. I mean, look, I mean, would you have thought Ronda Rousey would have been a good actor? No. But she's pretty decent. Granted. Oh, she is. I'm sorry. I didn't think she was, but that's okay. Oh. She was in The Expendables. She was The Expendable in The Expendables. <laughs> Shut it. Yeah. Um, she, this, is, this is, this is going to... Uh, um, Sound this, sexist? No, oh, I was going to say... <laughs> I did. That this is going to be, uh, in hindsight, a bad take. Um, but I always thought that the better former MMA uh, turned actor was Gina Carano. Um, and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get political. Um, but no, I but Ronda, Ronda Rousey, I mean, she had the scene in the Fast and Furious movie where she was effectively just Ronda Rousey in... Uh, in a hotel room. 
hotel room. You know, that's about it. You know, um, so I, I wouldn't necessarily call her a good actress either. True. Okay. Um, like I said, I don't. I'm. I'm not necessarily saying I know who I would have done instead of Charlotte, but she would not have been on my list of these are the people that I'm. I'm gonna go after. You know. I, yeah. I don't know. You know, I mean, if I had to do a WWE person, you know, she would have been down the list. Um, especially, you know, if it was you have to do a WWE person and we're doing this as a female remake. So uh, you have to do uh, female. You know, I don't think Alexa could have done it. I'm an Alexa Bliss fan, but I don't think she could have done it. I don't think she's got I don't think her stature is large enough. Yes, yeah, right. that's, that's what of. might make it interesting too at the same time because we know she can at least act. She can portray different characters as well. Um, so no, who knows? this is Bianca Belair's role. Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair Ooh. might be a good good fit yeah. for it. Um, not not she hasn't uh, shown how much she can act, but but, uh, but Chelsea Green Chelsea Green has as. Uh, shown in her previous wrestling that she can do different characters so that would be oh nope i know who i would have done i know it sonya deville yeah yes. i was thinking that too but then i'm thinking star power <laughs> i don't care about star power she's the one who's got the chops to do it yeah um, i'll agree with that you know she she definitely would have been on my list uh um maybe candace LeRae, but i don't know I don't know if she can play that role very well. So maybe um, I don't. I mean, we, again, we don't know enough of her acting technically, yeah. and we don't know enough of a lot of these. Uh, maybe, maybe Marce- Mercedes Martinez would have had uh, really anybody but Charlotte. But Charlotte just wouldn't have been on my list of of names. Charlotte, the the thing Star- Charlotte has is the height and stature. She's she's. T- I mean. If you want that build and 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 a, a relatively good at playing a stern personality, um, Rhea would work. But we don't know whether or not she can act. Mm-hmm. She's best as herself. Her character in the ring is best as herself. So she she herself has admitted, I'm better at typecasting myself. So there's something to be said for that. So those are my misdemeanors. You guys got any misdemeanors to talk about? So I got one. I give a misdemeanor to, I believe it was Fox, who let out the 50 greatest women superstars. And they have their nice little woman list here. And I give them a misdemeanor for putting Ronda Rousey at number nine, for putting Stephanie McMahon, where was it? Stephanie McMahon was at like 23. But above Stephanie, you have great superstars like Bianca Belair, Carmella, Gail Kim, Kari Above Zane. or below Stephanie? Above. So now, is this an active list or is this a, a total list? This is 50 greatest all time. superstars. Yeah. This is an all time? 50 greatest WWE of all time. Yes. Yeah. So, so here to, um, Ronda to go Rousey's through. Rousey's in the top 10? Yes. yes. Number nine. No. Number one is Trish Stratus. Which I, I could which agree with. I can't really argue with there. Number two, no. Charlotte Flair. Hard to argue overall. Becky Lynch, number three. China, number four. Um, he, the tough thing is when you're saying greatest women of all time, though, and two of your top three are current wrestlers, it does kind of leave a weird taste in my mouth, right? But then you also have Asuka, Sasha Banks at, at five and six, right? Um, 
I love Asuka. I love Sasha Banks. Are they the greatest women superstars of all time? Are they? I don't know. Um, my my thing I will add to this though is uh, pointing out that um, what number were they? Sonya Deville is forty seven. Like, what is that? You know, uh, is this the one that you said that had Tony Storm at number fifty? And I went, hold up. Yes, that and, is that one. And look, um, I, I know I'm an advocate. Glad that Tony Storm won't be, just not yet. That that's kind of the thing. I'm a Tony Storm fan. I don't think she's yet in the top fifty. I don't think Shotzi Blackheart is number forty-six. In fact, I like Shotzi, but I would not put her above Tony Storm. And I don't think Naomi is thirty as much as I am a Naomi fan. I don't think she should be on this list. So my so my, have, my misdemeanor from this list is is this. Um, and and this is gonna come off. I, and the misdemeanor is different than you guys think it's going to be. The misdemeanor is number 26, the Bella Twins. <laughs> but it's not that they're on the list. That's not why my misdemeanor is. That they're together. My misdemeanor is that they're counting them as one woman. <laughs> well, everyone else does. Oh, Twin magic, baby. One? Twin magic. Twin magic moved them up from 36 to 26. Yeah. They switched spots. It, it doubled them up. It, now I here's the deal. <clears throat> I'm gonna do my hot take that uh, will get the internet wrestling community um, a buzzing. Uh, the Bella Twins aren't as bad as people give them crap for. No, they're not great, but they're not as bad as. as... I'm sure, it's fucking better than Tony Storm. No, and, they, they, and we yeah. don't think Tony Storm should be on this list. Um, now, at at least we can we can say that um, uh, just judging going down this list just to make sure because I remember looking at it, but then I I, I want that um, Eva Marie is not on this, and I think we can all agree that Eva Marie does not belong anywhere near this list, right? So um, the ones that are going to tell me if this list is even remotely valid, there's going to be um, uh, a person who does not measure up to the, to today's standards, but helped carry. Um, during a lesser time, uh, there's going to be two of those and one that is a uh, that is probably excluded from the list because of political reasons right now. Um, but I, I have to ask, where does where does uh, does Michelle McCool land? Twenty two. Okay, that's okay then. Um, where does Beth Phoenix land? She's top ten, isn't she? She's eleven. Uh, number eleven. Ronda Rousey's above yeah, Beth Phoenix. Right? Doesn't make any sense. Okay. I am the one that I, I really have to ask because she held the title for 50 fucking years and I understand that it was politicking and she was a horrible human being but at the end of the day that's what wrestling was for a lot of years and, I, and it's not making excuses for her being a bad human being not on the list not on the list not on the list she's been politicized out okay mm-hmm. at the end of the day Mula is still the greatest women's wrestler of all time um well and, I'll, I'll also point out Mae Young's not on the list okay yeah see and that that's a failure on behalf of that list um, and and the fact that Mae Young's not on there tells me that they're just ignoring the fact that there were people who carried this industry for years in the but women's again, keep in mind and I, there were people that carried it alone or very few of them. Medusa carried the industry by herself in the 90s. Yes, Bull Nakano deserves some credit for that. I'm sure she's not on the list, which is unfortunate. Bull Nakano's number 29. Good. And Alundra Blaze is seven, so. Okay, so Medusa is on there, okay. Um, 
but uh, Wendy Richter, I assume, is on there. Ooh. I'm not seeing. Just want to have fun. Okay, see, this is that. To me, Wendy Richter has had more impact on women's wrestling than Tony Storm has. Not that she won't in the long run. I'm saying to this date, Wendy Richter's more mm-hmm. important piece to that puzzle. Uh, yeah, Mae Young's I, a more important piece to that puzzle. Yeah, I'm gonna point out a few of the names on this that I just don't think belong on the list. Um, o- overall, right? Um. And yes, I. Some of them are going to be people who had impacts on, um, on wrestling, but I don't think they belong on the list for greatest of all time. Um, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon's one of them, right? Yes, she's had a lot of impact. I don't think Sable belongs on the list. Whoa, I don't know. No, Not- Sable was just as popular as Austin was. Technically, popular, yes, but. But she wasn't a wrestler. Her in-ring performance was weak. I'll give him that. She was carried in her matches. She, like her match with Mero was carried by Mero. She she was a a model who was really popular because she showed off her tits and Playboy. And I mean, I don't want to be crass on it, but Sable did not bring anything to the wrestling community. Period. Other than looks. It doesn't say wrestlers, though. It says greatest women superstars. Yes, but she... Okay. Say greatest women superstars. Luna. Uh, Luna Luna is uh, 24. 24. Above Um, or below Sable? uh, Below. Sable is number 16. Golly. I'm also going to point out that Maurice is on this list. Doesn't belong on this list. I nope. I get it. She's uh, really popular, especially with Miz and Maurice, uh, Miz and Mrs. Former women's champion. Former women's champion, but we're talking greatest women's of all time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Under Rousey should be below Mickey James, Charlotte. Um, so Ronda 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 what? Under Rousey was not on the list. I a year. Um. I, I'm going to point out that Kelly Kelly made it on the list. <laughs> and in my opinion, should be higher than Ronda Rousey. And Tori Wilson didn't make it the list. Mm-hmm. Like, Tori Wilson deserves it more than Kelly Kelly does. Yes, I agree. Is Stacey Keebler on it? Not even. Nope. Thank God. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. She didn't really wrestle. <laughs> Again, if this is about their but, impact to the sport, absolutely. Like, like that's that's my point. I think Stacy Keebler brought more more to professional wrestling than Sable did. Yes. Um, Stacy uh, Keebler belongs to be on this list above Sable, but I don't think either of them belong to be in the top fifty. No. And, no, and, and, and right because it just those people. The people we've the people we've mentioned are the reason. Like, if you take those off, then yeah, Tony Storm's on this list. But you're excluding <laughs> people who are better than Tony Storm and are considerably and, better than other and, people. And the thing is, this list is heavily, heavily skewed towards current. Right? Let's talk about current wrestlers on here that 100% kind of like uh, you were saying, DFA will eventually be on this, but don't currently belong on this. Because we're talking about greatest women superstars of all time, right? Tony Storm, Kaylee Ray, Sonya Deville, Shotzi Blackheart, Candice LeRae, Nikki Cross, Ember Moon, Lacey Evans, Nia Jax. Up already there though. For 50? 50 is a lot, man. 
I think at Lacey Evans, Ember Moon still gets a shot at being part of the 50. I don't care if they're current or not. I, I think there's at least a dozen women's wrestlers that should be on this list that aren't on this list. I, right? I'll I'll play the whole I'll even leave Moolah out because of the political stuff. I, I, I will. At the end of the day, the fact that Wendy Richter's on that, not on that list ruins that list. Mm-hmm. Wendy Richter made a pop culture moment and carried the division for several years until until Alundra was ready. Like Wendy Richter had had pop culture pop, so effect on the industry um, was good in the ring. Um, carried the division, yes. It transitioned from Wendy to Alundra to models, but you know, uh, I, I just the the fact that Mae Young's not on there and Wendy Richter aren't on there eliminates that list. Like it, it moots the list as a whole. <laughs> uh, Sensational Sherry's not on the list, and she wrestled. Mm-hmm. She was better known for being a manager, but she wrestled. I'm debating um, whether or not I put Miss Elizabeth on the list. She, I don't know if she ever had a match. That's yeah, it. I don't think she but, did. It was but again, if you're saying greatest women superstars, she 100% was a women oh, yeah. WWE superstar. That's it. It's, it's a very vague, they, and they don't even mention of all time either, right? They just say top 50 women superstars. Like so if you say largest draws of all time, maybe that's what this is. Like, do they create draw? But again, you can't ignore Wendy Richter then. Like right. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out what the list actually is, and it's just well. And I think they made it that I way. Be Fifty, <laughs> and and that's why they made it purposely that way. Because I don't, because people are gonna bitch anyways. Because one, the list is subjective, and I get it when the company's putting it up, kind of different, crazy. Whoa, you're actually giving your top fifty, um, but that's why they didn't say it. They, top draws, top wrestlers, top this. You know, they they made it very vague. So if anyone does bitch, they'll be like, you know, well, oh, well, it wasn't top wrestlers. It was just top 50 superstars. Oh, but they drawed the most, but it's not about drawing the most kind of, you know. So yeah. that's why I think they made it a little vague. You could say, like, Rhonda's, Rhonda's position is number two. She's probably a top three draw of all time in women's wrestling. Um, she just wasn't good. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in, in MMA, I'll put her as for sure top 20. You know what I mean? Top 10. But I'm sorry, I can't put Ronda uh, top oh, in women's wrestling. I, I, I would say Ronda's one of the top three MMA, MMA yeah. draws of all time. I would say she's one of the top three, both men and women, uh-huh. MMA draws of all time. I would say Brock, Chuck Liddell, maybe Tito would be above her. And Bro, then she had a Gregor was a huge draw. There's a lot of MMA fighters in today's okay, day. Yeah, I guess I, I don't think that post of post Ronda because at that point it started being about several people pulling in the draw. Um, Liddell, Liddell um, and Lesnar both carried the company at one point in their careers. Like you didn't you didn't yeah. buy a pay per view for anybody but those two. Um, and Ronda was the same way. After, so Silva too. Silva. But after her, you start getting more balance where people are like, I'm going to watch this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy on Saturday nights. Yeah. McGregor's probably as close. Post-Ronda era, McGregor's probably as close to a draw as they have. 
as a one-person draw. Well, and in terms of woman, Nunez too is a heavily big draw too. Now she's the she's defeated two divisions and all that, so she's way up there. She's the current champion, can't be beat. Beat all the women in the UFC, so you know she's up there too in terms of drawing. But that's why it's just very vague. They're yeah. not biggest top fifty biggest draws. They're not even you know just. Top 50 it, in in the end, you you say they do in vague, but if you put out a list that said uh, the top 50 greatest NBA superstars, we know what the criteria is on it, right? You don't have to you don't have to say it's based on point scoring or it's based on this or whatever. The fact that you are saying they're the greatest WWE women superstars gives you the criteria because you're talking about women who worked for the WWF slash WWE because those are the people that are superstars, right? You don't call, you know, that's why I can't say, um, oh, Asha Kong should be on the list because she was never a WWF or WWE superstar. Um, I could I could make an argument for uh, Awesome Kong slash Karma, except she was very, very shortly a WWE superstar and uh, did not last very long or make a big impact in WWE. WWE. Right. right. So, um, but like, like when you say this, it doesn't matter whether you talk about impact or you're talking about wrestling or whatever, right? There are people not on this list that had greater impact and greater wrestling than the people that are on this list. Like, like the only reason that uh, Stephanie McMahon is even on this list is impact, right? Because yeah, she didn't have a distinguished wrestling career, right? No. In fact the few wrestling matches that she was involved in were always based on she's not really a wrestler and if she gets a win it's because of cheating or whatever right right um but that's why i again i'm pointing when you're saying 50 greatest women superstar i i 100 think kaylee ray will eventually be on it but you can't even argue impact for her because she wrestles primarily on nxt uk which the vast majority of WWE fans don't watch. Yeah. Most I, WWE fans have seen maybe five matches tops of Kaylee Ray, right? I like Shotzi Blackheart, but she has not had a huge impact. She's still relatively new to wrestling in general. She still has happy feet, right? Um, here's the deal. If if you wanted to have all of these people, like Kyrie Sane, I love her to death. Does she belong on 31 on any list of greatest WWE superstars? Her impact in WWE was actually minimal because they fucked it up, right? Well, so, NXT, she was huge. Uh, her, she was very short-lived in NXT. They put her up. She was only on NXT for maybe six months before they pulled her up. Oh, yes. really? Yeah, she was big oh, for during that six months uh but she got popular and they're like oh let's bring her up um but that's my point is in the end uh there there's a bunch of people on this list if if you had taken Shayna Baszler who I love I think she's awesome she's at 18 Alexa Bliss is at 13 right these are current WWE wrestlers right uh, as great as Alexa Bliss is, and yeah, multi-time champion on both Raw and SmackDown, I get it and everything. Does she belong to be above um, AJ Lee? 
does she belong above Michelle McCool? Does she belong above Luna Vachon? Does she belong above Melina, Ivory, Bull Nakano, Gail Kim, Jacqueline, uh, Jazz? I'm going to say no on all of those. Right? Hell, Nicole hey. Bass. Yeah, Nicole Bass. That's my point is, I, I you know, if given enough time, I could think of at least a dozen wrestlers, a dozen former WWE women's wrestlers that belong on this list above half of these women. And that's not saying these women won't eventually make it into the top 50. I'm just saying most of these, especially like Tony Storm, Kaylee Ray, uh, Candice LeRae, I love her, but she has done almost nothing in WWE, right? She's been effectively a support character. <laughs> she's never held the NXT women's title, as far as I know, right? Correct. Um, she's been effectively a support character for women. I think she's underutilized and deserves a shot at it, but she has done nothing in WWE to warrant being on a top 50 list, right? Um, Ember Moon did great in NXT, came up to the main roster and and they misused her. I don't, I almost said sucked it up, but it wasn't her fault. They just vastly misused her. Now she's back down in NXT. Um, does she deserve to be above Layla and Caitlyn? No. Yes. I'd say so. I really enjoy Ember Moon's work. I, I think based on overall impact, I would say no, because she had I, all no impact on the main roster. None at all. I think what, I think, I think your basketball analogy is really good because the the problem with this list is that you can't tell exactly what the criteria are so it opens it up for people to make up their own criteria to defend it or to tear it down and here's the example i'm going to give if somebody said 50 greatest basketball players of all time and dennis rodman's in the top 10 you know that they are heavily weighting rebounds right. but dennis rodman's in the top 10 and muggsy bogues is one above him or two above him suddenly you're going wait a minute what the fuck are you talking about and that's the thing you know? because with nba 2 there's so many things you can go by the point system total career points so far the amount but, of championships they've won uh, but you wouldn't discount the fact that dennis rodman is is at least a top 100 player of all time you know, you I'm might sure. put him in the top 50. You might, depending on how you weight things. But right. you're never going to have him in top 10 overall because you've, because of the existence of Shaq, Kobe, um, Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. I mean, I can yeah. go through 10 really, really fast that are all going to rank Jerry West. Here's an, here's an NBA, NBA thing here to, to use this, this analogy here. This would be like saying the top 50 NBA players of all time and then uh, saying at number 45 is Jason Lynn. Yeah. Right? Like, had an incredible impact for a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a big season. You know, incredible impact. All of this stuff. Lynn Sanity, right? Uh, yeah. Does he belong on the top 50 list? Uh, under no. no criteria does he belong on the top 50 list of w uh, of NBA players, right? This is not bashing him. He's way better at basketball than I will ever be. Uh, way better at basketball than some people you... Way better at, at as a guard than some people you'd have in the top 50 list. Mm -hmm. As a point guard, he's... But he's not a best 50 point guard either. Like, so and you're not going to... And I'm going to point out, I, I specifically chose that number because that's the number Kelly Kelly is at in the list, right? And uh, under no criteria does she reach the 
a top no. 50 women's wrestler of all time. No. Except for maybe draw power. Maybe. I don't even eh. know what that. Anyways, we've spent a lot of time on that. Uh, I think everyone knows that we think it's a BS list because it leaves off too many good people. Now, uh, I will give them credit for putting Gail Kim on there. Yeah. Because it would have been the most WWE thing ever for them to just leave Gail Kim off because she left them for the competition and never came back. Um, <laughs> that would have been just straight out of their playbook. So I give I, I think she should be higher than 33. Um, that's, you know, I don't, I don't think she outranks Kyrie Sane. All right, that she should be less than Kyrie Sane. I don't think right. she should be less than Io Shirai. Right. Um, like I said, I I'm I like and, Alexa Bliss and I like uh, a Paige and I like a, a lot of these people, you know. Um, but I think Gail Kim, in every respect of the word, has had more of an impact, both in wrestling ability, in draw power, in uh, yeah. impacts to the the business than half of these people in the top twenty five. And this is why, as a company, I don't think you should ever. If you want to do top 50 women wrestlers, fine, but don't number them. Don't make it a numbered list. It's an unnumbered list. Use your 50 wrestlers. You could you could still do top 50. However, what you need to do if you're gonna do it, frankly, is exclude current wrestlers because but that's mean. So yeah, then, don't know. So then in, in the NBA, LeBron wouldn't be on the list. So it, LeBron it, would be on the list. Doing a list of of greatest 50 of all time, I don't think you put LeBron on the list until he's finished his career. You put LeBron on the list. I, I think he sure. eventually is on the list. Don't get me wrong, but just like just like I'm saying about Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, uh, you know, uh, all these other ones, um, do they eventually get on the list? Yeah, 100%. They eventually get on the list. Uh, I 100% believe Tony Storm will eventually be on the top 50 greatest women's superstar of all time she doesn't belong to be on it now because her career's not over yet she has not proven her career's not really started yet that's the problem yeah at least with wwe the the other piece to this is with with steph being in there yes steph has had more matches than the example i'm gonna use but i'm gonna use an example steph's in-ring performance is relevant to about that of snooki whoa and snooki does not belong on this list I'll also point out woman's not on the list. Fair. Yeah, that's very valid. And what, does that include WCW then? Well, if, whether it includes WCW directly or not, I, I'm not certain. Well, I um, guess who's, who's been there that's been in WCW aside from... Uh, a woman, woman never wrestled in WWE. But she did wrestle in both WCW and ECW. And since they're both yes. under the WWE banner... Uh, and if so, then that's what they need to define. I would because that would rule out a May and If you said WWF, WWE from 1984 on uh, under under Vince McMahon Jr., then you have an argument. You have an argument to eliminate some of the people that, that we feel should be on there, um, like May Young. Um, I still don't know how you can leave off Wendy Richter. That that's the one that makes me go, what? Like that's she was only WWE, and she was she was she was their first step into pop culture. She came slightly before Hogan was pop culture, or right about the same time Hogan became pop culture. So their first venture into pop culture was Wendy Richter and Hulk Hogan. Bob Backlund wasn't pulling that off. Bruno San Martino wasn't pulling that off, you know. 
I'm also going to bring up one other thing with this list, and that's like, uh, this is a small misdemeanor on it, but they, they fucking misspelled Nia Jax's. Did they? Six letters spelled wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they put her with a C instead of an X. So on the list, it's Nia Jack. <laughs> so to use that's a fantastic. term, to use a term by JLB, one job. One job. Yep. So let's move on to any other misdemeanors to talk about. I, I don't I have a huge commendation, but no misdemeanors. Okay. So we'll go ahead and get into unless JLB's got another misdemeanor. Well, I mean, maybe just the fact uh, we all know it was going to be a triple threat, but the the way that they kind of did it to bring Brian into it, just a little promo on Raw was kind of lame, and uh, just kind of don't like how they pushed him into it that way. I don't know what on SmackDown. Excuse me, on SmackDown. I don't know how else they could have done it, I guess, but it's just kind of lame. Like, oh, I'm going to give you these suggestions. We'll do this. And then he kind of made his decision at the end of the night. And now it's a triple threat. And then Brian complaining to Edge, oh, you don't deserve it. How does Edge not deserve it, though? He won the Rumble. Like He, he came did up the thing that you're supposed to do. Yeah. Unlike Rhea Ripley, who just walked out and said, uh, I want to I mess with WrestleMania to get such Or Daniel Bryan, who said, well, I, I couldn't win, so I still want to be there. And the well, fans want to be there, so there. I forget, did he have to do a match or no? He, no, right? Yeah, he would have had to beat Roman to be at WrestleMania against the Hedge. Mm-hmm. Oh, snap. Okay, no, they did it right then. I guess I must have missed it. <laughs> he had his shot. His shot was to beat Roman in a match where both of them got hit by a chair by Edge. Oh, no, no, no. I need rematch it on SmackDown. Because the thing is, I like Daniel Bryan's I have to work hard, I have to work hard, I have to work hard. And then he legit works, has to work hard again to get in there. I don't know. Uh, I just felt he was a whiny little... If he wants a WrestleMania moment, challenge Sami Zayn. I think he has the icy title. I don't remember who does. Challenge for one of the mid-card titles. Challenge for a tag title. Uh, uh, B- Big E oh. has the IC Big title. E, sorry. And yeah, that's right. Because Sa- Sami Zayn's got his match against KO. Oh, which I can't wait for, which is one of my accommodations. Yeah. Oh. So we'll go ahead and move on to commendations. And uh, DA Fabe says he's got a big one. So let's just start off with a big one. We're going to start off with a bang. This is the best fire week in promos in ages. Um, the promo that was cut at the exact same time, well, maybe not the same time, because I don't know exactly when uh, uh, Britt Baker cut her promo, but the promo that was cut, the three pr- big promos that were cut on NXT were fantastic, and then Britt Baker's Wednesday night was the best promo night I've ever seen. I could not believe how good it was to it, how horrific and excellent in everything Finn Balor saying I will take you into the cold deep water and drown you with no emotion I was like uh, uh, uh. and then to find out later that Brick Baker went hey hardcore icon it took you 20 years of barbed wire death matches to be a hardcore icon and I did it in a night oh my god <laughs> yeah, know, no, like, it was a great night for promos uh i also want to point out a, a thing i saw someone talk about it on the finn balor promo he he managed to close a loophole or close a uh problem with the demon character in that that uh was so great because he he said to um 
to Karrion Cross, something along the lines of, I, I don't have the exact quote, but, you know, I, I get where you come from, you, you know, you, you, um, I used to have these demons. I used to have these demons. Got out of yeah, control. Yeah, your, your emotions run you. Uh, those are the demons of youth, right? And then you get older and you realize you don't need those or whatever, something like that. And uh, just a great way to close the book on the demon and say, listen, I don't need the demon anymore because I've got control of my emotions now. And I'm going to rip you to shreds and drown you, apparently. <laughs> um, I was just like, oh my god. And then uh, uh, Adam Cole from a, which was really just shouting at each other, but oh, fire. <laughs> Fucking fire, man. It was yeah, the it was night, good night. promos. It was a very good night. Um, there was also a good promo. I'll go do one of my commendations here because uh, a fairly good promo happening in New Japan this week. Uh, Will Ospreay won the whatever tournament that they were uh, doing. Um, won the whole thing and delivered this promo. And just, I, I, I won't be able to do it justice. Um, uh, it, you just have to... You can find it on YouTube and everything. And, you know, so much of it is in New Japan. Uh, the commentary crew, of course, is in Japanese, so you have to kind of uh, listen over Japanese people talking. But he's delivering his promo in English. Um, and he's standing there uh, with with his crew around him, uh, including his girlfriend, uh, B. Priestley, and, and a bunch of other people. And they're standing there next to the trophy that he just won for winning this tournament. Um, and he calls out the current champion um, uh, and and calls him up there and points to the belt. Um, and the current champion, and I, I'm just totally blanking on his name, and it makes me so angry. Um, he's Kenny Omega's former partner. Oh, um... Yeah, I know who you're talking about. My brain keeps wanting to go to Suzuki Okada, but that's Kenny Omega's former. Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Kota Ibushi. That's what it's. Yep. Oh, God, I feel so bad not remembering Kota Ibushi, who has the current IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, and they're they already announced that they're going to be merging those into the new IWGP World's Heavyweight Champion. Right. Um, and. Will Ospreay delivers this thing. He says, I don't care about merging them. Merge them or not, because it's not the history. I want that belt. I need that belt. I need that more than anything because I love that belt. I love that more than anything or anyone. And then he Oz cuts B Priestley, his fucking girlfriend, in the ring. Oh, and wow. Leaves. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, in the media scrum afterwards, says, uh, "I guess I, I guess I'm single now." <laughs> so um, maybe not to the level of the promos that uh, we've just talked about, but still a really good promo. You, you should check it out. Absolutely. Um, yeah, well, that sounds awesome. Uh, also on commendations, I'll just do. I think we all agree that there were some big Hall of Fame announcements in this last week. Um, that deserve commending, uh, at least most of them. Um, uh, Kane going in the Hall of Fame is a big deal. Um, it did, just like Molly Holly last week, it did look 100% like he did not know it was coming, which I don't know how you don't know when you get called on the bump to talk to uh, 
Undertaker, who's not a regular on the bump, and he's talking to you, and he says, it's my honor, too. I think at that point, you know it's coming, right? But um, the, a confusing one is the Great Kali. Um, like, I get it from this standpoint, you know, when, when we're talking about um, impact on things. The Great Kali has had... Uh, a huge impact on WWE's popularity in the India market. However, he did not have a big impact in the American market. That's for certain. Um, but he was know, already a huge star in the Indian market, though, too. Yeah, but his impact was in bringing the Indian market to WWE because he was a yeah. huge star in them for local and then uh, coming to WWE. So I kind of get it. And then the other one, the, this was almost the holy shit moment, was Eric Bischoff being announced for the Hall of Fame. God, I thought he was going to cry. I, I'm i surprised for a lot of reasons because uh, Conrad Thompson multiple times, many, many times over the 83 Weeks podcast has asked Eric Bischoff um when he thought he was going to go in Hall of Fame. And Eric Bischoff maintained through all of these that he didn't think he belonged in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't belong in the WWE Hall of Fame because in his mind, he didn't do anything for WWE, right? really. Because uh, effectively, he didn't. I mean, he never had a leadership role in WWE, right? That said, he did everything for WWE. Had, had mm -hmm. he not come along um, in WCW and revamped their product... WWE doesn't revamp their product. Mm -hmm. And we don't, I don't know if professional wrestling makes it through 2003 um, without that. Uh, Kurt Angle may have been able to save it, but it was, still would have been a much campier, hokier product. And I think it's still a Saturday morning cartoon at that point. So it did also surprise me. Like, this is why Eric Bischoff was kind of the holy sh He just appeared on AEW three weeks ago. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and, and so. Um, he's not officially with AEW in any way, shape, or form. Um, I, they just bring him in because of nostalgia, and he does it, you know? But it's one of those things where, for WWE to be like, yeah, he was just on AEW, but we're still going to put him in the Hall of Fame. That's kind of a big thing. Unless they don't know. Oh, yeah, I mean, Vince probably doesn't watch AEW, so he might not even know. You know, like, I mean, why would you even bring that up? You know what I mean? Like, you're watching... I mean, you're generally watching the matches. Oh, Eric Bischoff was there. Like, you might know of when Eric Bischoff was there with Jericho, doing that whole thing with Jericho and Orange Cassidy way back when, but probably didn't realize he was there that recently. Well, but the thing is, I mean, Vince McMahon has shown to have had a long memory with people who worked with the opposition, not... That's why I was surprised that Gail Kim was on that list, to be perfectly honest, because she left to go to the opposition. The opposition. I'm using air quotes there because WWE doesn't believe it, but um, and never came back and and talked pretty poorly about WWE for a long time. Um, so, but it just kind of surprised me. Um, I also uh, have a commendation for kind of in conjunction with you talking um, about promos. Omega for finally being the cleaner in AEW. Uh, he's he's really growing into the cleaner role again that, uh, you know, has been teased for a very long time. So it's nice to see him 
of embracing that and being the heel cleaner there um, and delivering a pretty good uh, segment with the Young Bucks about, you know, you're not the, the team that I believe in anymore. Show me you can be that team. Um, and then uh, John Cena commendation, John Cena for his role in Suicide Squad. Uh, just the, the trailer that came out and his uh, beach covered in dicks line. <laughs> yep, I'm a fan. And then my final commendation, this is kind of a big one. Uh, commendation for it being 20 years since the last WCW Nitro. Yeah. Wow. 20 years yesterday. Yeah. That makes me feel at the same time nostalgic and proud and also very old. Yeah. Both are true. Yeah. I actually, in a box somewhere here, still have my tape of the final Nitro on VHS. Oh, boy. I don't have boy, a VHS player to play it on, though. So <laughs> I I don't know why I keep it without having a VHS player. But, you know, that's that's another thing altogether. Eh, you can still grab a VHS player for like 20 bucks. Somewhere. Yeah, but is it is it worth spending 20 bucks just to watch a VHS of the last Nitro when I can uh, hop on the WWE Network right now and watch it for the next three weeks? Yeah, because after that, you can not... Yeah, but you can't pause. Oh, yeah, for the next few weeks, you're good. But after that, you can't pause and uh, fast forward. So, I mean, you might still want that VHS player for a hot minute. So you can do all those things that Peacock won't allow you to do. But I think you just... I think you... I, I seriously think you just told you to start VHSing the pay-per-views. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, give myself a VHS and, uh, and I'll start bootlegging them. <laughs> <laughs> well, tape trading. Right? If anyone yeah. wants the NXT Stand and Deliver Night 2, send a <laughs> blank VHS tape to Arab Detectives. <laughs> uh, um, so, accommodations, I'm going to have to give it to... It's going to be... Uh, yeah, so I'm going to have to give it to KO and Sammy. I think this is one of the better storylines going in to... Uh, WrestleMania, it to me it hasn't to me it's still the long feud that they've had way back in NXT sort of. Work. So I'm still kind of liking where they're going. I'm not liking that Logan Paul potentially might get involved because I think that it's super stupid, and I want nothing to do with Logan Paul anywhere near these two great wrestlers. Um, but I am liking the feud that is going on and the fact that we're going to at least get an amazing wrestling match with KO and Sami Zayn. Uh, I'm curious to see which one will be better, Cesaro, Seth, or KO and Sami. Probably KO and Sami. But both should be awesome if they're allowed to do what they want to do. That's the big if. That's the big if. But yeah, Logan Paul, why is he coming to SmackDown? And then I just know he's going to get involved in the WrestleMania match. And I am not excited for that at all. I also have one more accommodation. Apparently, uh, we're going to get Cody Rose a hotel room to come and be on the podcast. So that's his accommodation. Yes, we've got a lot of accommodations. I live just down the street from a hotel, so there's a lot of accommodations there. Uh, dicks. (laughs) But only for Cody Rose. Fuck you, Cody Cody Rose. Rose. He'll come here, he'll stay in our accommodation, and maybe he'll cut a vignette. (laughs) I have so many mess-ups in this podcast, it's unbelievable. (laughs) 
Uh, God, it's good to be a dick. <laughs> Maybe you'd be one of the dicks on the beach that uh, the peacemaker has to eat <laughs> for freedom. For freedom. John Cena, I'm issuing you a challenge. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's been a while, bud. That's all I'm saying. It's been a while. <laughs> I think I just killed the Canadian. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm signing out. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I think that puts us to the end of our accommodations. So uh, we're going to go ahead and start to wrap things up for this episode. Um, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, every I've said this before. Every podcast platform has a way to like it and, and subscribe to it or whatever so that you get notified whenever we post new episodes. Um, again, share it with your friends. Share it on your social media so they hear about it. Um, and then uh, follow us on our social media. You can follow me on pretty much any of them at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe. And of course, JLB is always available at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Anchor.fm, though, slash RTR. And you can find all my streams there. And uh, a Big Brother Week 4 recap will be up shortly. So for any Big Brother fans out there, I know, guys, you both aren't enough. I don't even want to hear anything from you. Um, But yeah, that's about it. Anchor.fm slash RTR. And uh, catch me down at the doobly-doos for the other links if you want to chit-chat about whether or not they should stop with the accommodation joke because it's lame potatoes um in the doobly-doos you're gonna have links to all of our social medias you're gonna have links to all the places to listen to it and, and um follow us on there you'll also have links to our patreon patreon.com slash raw and order wbu where you can support us for just three bucks a month uh help us out in ways that you wouldn't even possibly understand um and get some sweet perks out of it that way. Or you can head to our merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU. Um, again, link's going to be in the doobly-doos. You can get yourself a shirt like our Not a Cop shirt or our Rasslin' Cop shirt. Um, all sorts of great options there. But on that also, note... Also, I ahead. forgot we have a contest. You forgot? It was my so- contest. Mm, yeah, oh yeah, my gosh. That's horrible. Yeah, so make sure that you're tweeting at Raw and Order WBU uh, with your, um, your who is your uh, prequel to a former wrestler. Um, give, us, give us a comedic bit. We'd love to hear it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you can tweet us at the links that are in the doobly-doos and all that. But for that, we're going to go and close the book. Uh, see you later. Thanks for listening. We will see you soon. Thank you.